Today we are talking about the supernatural. We always hear about the boogeyman and, you know, demon possessions on TV, especially around Halloween time. Hollywood would want to glamify and glorify evil over good. In fact, one of the exorcist movies, you know, a priest is overcome by strong demonic forces. Although satanic power is strong and does exist, greater, of course, is he, which is God, that lives within us, that he that is of this world. Stay tuned. The Abundant Life broadcast starts right now. Jesus said, go into all the earth and preach the good news. Jesus saves, Jesus loves, and Jesus is coming back. Jesus came to give us life and have it abundantly. This is the Abundant Life Broadcast. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the broadcast. I am your host, Daniel Pitts. And today we are talking about the supernatural, but the ultimate supernatural, God's angels. Yes, angels watching over us. The supernatural is the name of today's Bible study. You know, we know that God loves us so much that besides giving us his his son, Jesus Christ, he created angels for our protection What an amazing and loving God we serve. God thinks so highly of angels. They are mentioned 273 times in the Bible. However, I don't think that we speak about them enough. So before we get started, let's go ahead and say a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just pray right now that today's message about the supernatural and angels will resonate and encourage your people, Lord. We just thank you, God. We thank you for loving us. We thank you, Father, for sending your only son to this earth to die for our place. But Lord, we also thank you for protecting us, Lord. You tell us throughout scripture, and we're going to discuss those today, Lord, your protections and how you love us so much that you also have your angels that are assigned to us and watch over us day and night. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for everything. And we pray all this in the name of Jesus. Now, before we start the Bible study today, I wanted to share with you something that's on my heart and something the Lord placed on my heart actually this year. So January, the exact date actually is January 20th, 2020, this year, of course. And... I'm not sure if this is for maybe just one person or a few people or multiple people, but I want to share it because I I hope it's going to encourage you and bring to light some things maybe that you've been thinking about and it just hasn't really made a lot of sense. I hope what I'm going to share with you will help frame that in your mind. So during my prayer and devotion time, 
the Lord had dropped this in my heart. Again, this is on 120, 2020. And this is the first time I'm actually sharing this on one of our programs. But he said, the devil will try to isolate you from your family and other believers. Make you feel like bad things are only happening to you so that there is no unity, okay, in Christ and in the the family of Christ, right, the family of God, there's unity. In our earthly families, right, there's unity. With friends and family members, there's unity. And so the devil will try to make you feel isolated, basically, and that there's no unity, that only bad things are happening to you. He will set things up and turn things against you. Does that not sound like the devil? He will set things up and turn things against you. He will tell you that you are the only one still believing and holding on to hope and faith. He will bring others in or create situations to isolate you. So he's going to bring other people in, right? He'll bring others in or create a situation to isolate you. He will make you feel that you are fighting the enemy by yourself. So it's just you, right? And it's only you fighting this enemy and all these bad things are only happening to you, not to anyone else, not to your family members. They're looking at you maybe and maybe a little bit judgy. Um, and so you're, you're literally feeling isolated and alone. He will make it seem like that um, you're the only one, that you are the only one that can see the demonic things, the demonic influence unfolding in your household or in your life. Whoever that word is for this morning, please accept that word. Accept it and just know that you're not by yourself. The Lord tells us he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. He loves you. He's with you. And he's in that battle with you. You're not by yourself. No matter how you feel, no matter how your family members or friends make you feel, as we know, it's the devil behind that, trying to make you feel that way. Just know, though, that greater is he that is in you than he that is of this world. You're not by yourself. God loves you. Now, we just talked about how highly... God thinks of angels. They are mentioned 273 times in the Bible. We just we just referenced a few minutes ago. But what different types of angels does the Bible actually talk about? Several angels are mentioned in the Bible. These angels fall into two basic categories. Those who serve God and fallen angels, also known as demons, and of course, Satan, Lucifer. Among those angels who serve God, there are some specific types of angels mentioned in Scripture. So one of those is Seraphim. These are angels mentioned only in Isaiah 6. They are shown as serving in the presence of God and have six wings. Each had six wings. With two, he covered his face. And with two, he covered his feet. And two, he flew. So that's a description there, and that's in Isaiah 6. The other angel would be the cherubim. And this is um, also an interesting class of angels. It's associated with the glory of God. 
They were depicted on the lid or the top of the Ark of the Covenant and other aspects of their tabernacle and temple. In Genesis 3.24, the cherubim guarded the Garden of Eden with a flaming sword. In Ezekiel 1 and 10, a visionary description is given of cherubim that include multiple faces, hands like a human, and wings. The New Testament makes over a hundred references to angels, but uses the word archangel only twice. The English word archangel is derived from the Greek, which is arch plus angel, literally chief angel or angel of origin. Archangel is referenced in 1 Thessalonians 4.16 and Jude one nine, in reference to Michael, Michael appears to be a warrior. Daniel ten thirteen through twenty one, and twelve one Revelation twelve point seven. Gabriel is the other angel mentioned by name in the Bible. Daniel eight and nine in the Old Testament, and is a lead angel who it seems to take messages from God to humans. For example, Gabriel is the same angel who appeared to Zechariah. Luke 1, 19, and to Mary, Luke 1, 26. What a cool job, right? I think it's such a cool job to, number one, to be an angel. I think it'd be pretty cool. But to be able to bring these messages, like these paramount, pivotal messages, right? Like to Mary. Mary, did you know? To take these messages like that, I think it's just super, super cool. A lot of questions come up. Can angels appear in human human form? Some people have attempted to categorize angels who appear to humans on earth. In each case, the angels appeared in human form, such as in Genesis 19.1, the two angels that came to Lot in human form in Sodom. Other than Michael and Gabriel, names for angels are not given in scripture, unless, you know, we're talking about Satan, of course. Holy angels serve a variety of purposes and duties, including relaying messages, we just talked about that, performing miracles, facilitating judgment, and ministering to God's people. How cool is that? Fallen angels, or demons, are another category of angels. They include Satan or the devil, Lucifer, who is the chief leader of fallen angels. Okay, he is the chief leader of fallen angels. Some demons are currently bound in judgment to Peter 2.4, Jude 1.6, while others operate in the world today. All will one day be judged by God and sent into the lake of fire for eternity, and that's in Revelation 20.10. So if you have your Bibles, um, and hopefully, hopefully you've been following along with this other scriptures, I know we've been kind of throwing those out quickly. But we're going to look at Daniel right now. So if you have your Bibles, look at Daniel 10, 5 through 6. And we'll see in the scripture that Daniel is making reference to a visit with an angel. It's a messenger that is preparing to tell him of future things to come. The revelation, right? The end times. And so here Daniel describes the angel and the angel tells him that he is highly esteemed but to listen carefully to what the angel is about to tell him. So Daniel 10, 5 through 6 says, 
I looked up and there before me was a man dressed in linen with a belt of the finest gold around his waist. His body was like Chris Olight. His face was like lightning. His eyes like flaming torches. His arms and legs like the gleam of burnished bronze. And his voice like that sound of a multitude. He said, Daniel, this is the angel speaking, of course. He said, Daniel, you are highly esteemed. Consider you know, carefully the words I'm about to speak to you and stand up. For I have now been sent to you. And when he said this to me, Daniel says, I stood up trembling. Okay, so this part's amazing. The angel is telling Daniel that he would have been there sooner to tell Daniel of this news, but that he was resisted for 21 days by other forces. These other forces are demonic forces. And that he, this angel, had to get help from Michael, the angel, to get, to release him, to be able to have him be released from that area and to be able to fly um, or get to Daniel. So this is the angel still speaking to Daniel. The angel says, but the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I was detained there with the king of Persia. How interesting is that? See, Christians don't think about that stuff. We don't realize that we have another fight that goes on, right? Ephesians 6.12 tells us, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. It's a spiritual fight. As Christians, we fight all the time, but it's a spiritual fight, like I just said. And, you know, not an earthly fight of flesh and blood, but God has assigned angels that he loves to protect. These angels will fight on our behalf. Now, speaking about fighting, not against flesh and blood, but spiritual warfare, God delivered myself and my spouse from a life-threatening experience. It was a plane crash. And this happened um, actually just, just a couple of years ago. Very, very scary situation, obviously. And I won't go into all the details and be so specific with it because I actually have that recorded um, on another another broadcast, and that is God is Faithful. Our greatest is faithfulness is the name of the program. You want to check that out. I knew then that we had survived a plane crash. Yep, we got bumps, bruises, kind of beat up a little bit. Very, very emotional, of course. Scary, scary event. But I knew God was with us during that whole entire time. Like I said, I was pleading the blood and and speaking in tongues. I knew God had us. God had us. And we we literally walked away from that. We're not paraplegic. We're not in wheelchairs. We're not... Um, we're alive. We're alive. God saved our lives. And he did it for a reason. He did it for a reason. And, but my story is no different than millions of others. I'm only telling you my story because I have this opportunity, right, to talk about it here on this Bible study. But it happens to you. It's happened to millions of people where God has intervened and sent his angels and he has sent protection over us. Because that's what he does because he loves us. That's what he does because he loves us. So 
we do know that we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but we are fighting against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. What the devil meant for harm, God made good. Because now I'm sitting up on this, you know, this radio program praising God and giving a testimony that we're alive and what God did for us. That was God. I'm telling you, that was God intervention. Totally God intervention. I've heard, and I'm sure you've heard about other small airplane crashes that happen where people aren't so lucky. They they have perished or they're paraplegic or there's so many different ways that could have gone bad and wrong really quick, right? But it didn't because God protected us. God loves us. He loves all of us. And that's his promise to us that he'll protect us. We will conclude today's message in just a moment. We would like to connect with you. Call us at 760-894-0470 or by email danieljpittsministries at gmail.com, order ministry materials, or just engage with us. Make sure to follow us on our social media platforms on Facebook at DJP Ministries. Listen to us on iTunes, radio.com, Podbean, YouTube, and a radio station in your local market area. Together, we can live the abundant life in Christ. Daniel Pitts here, host of the Abundant Life radio broadcast. We trust you are enjoying today's message. We are excited to share some great news with you. We are officially set up with Patreon. Please consider giving to this ministry and becoming a ministry partner with Daniel J. Pitts Ministries and help us get the word out that Jesus saves and Jesus is coming back. Your financial support allows us to print ministry materials and helps keep our radio podcast ministry on the air. The Abundant Life broadcast is heard over various online platforms, including some local radio stations. Your contributions are a blessing to this ministry. Thank you for your prayers and generous financial support. God bless you. And now, back to the conclusion of today's message. Welcome back to the broadcast. Welcome back to the Abundant Life broadcast. Today we are talking about the supernatural about angels. The other interesting piece of this I, I want us to look at is in the book of Job. And so Job 1.6 says that Satan has access to heaven just as the angels do. I know. Some of you have heard that before. Some of you, this is the first time hearing it, but I think it's important to know. Again, not to be fearful of this, but it's important to point it out. You need to know who your enemy is. Okay, Satan is your enemy, obviously. But he has access to heaven just as just as the angels do. In Job 1.6, it says that the sons of God, the angels, came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came along with them. This is when Satan you know, went before God and told him, that Job only loves and serves God because of all God's blessings and protection over Job's life. And God did have a lot of protections and blessings over Job's life because Job was highly favored in all the land. He was highly favored. So, 
you know, Satan was one of God's special angels, as we know. Lucifer, he was a fallen angel. Satan rebelled and was cast out of heaven. How you have fallen from heaven, O morning star, son of the dawn. You have been cast down to the earth, you who once laid low the nations. Isaiah fourteen twelve. When Lucifer or Satan sinned, Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. This is Jesus speaking. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Luke 10, 8. And in the book of Revelation, Satan is seen as a star that had fallen from the sky to the earth. Revelations 9, 1. Angels know and see all. According to God's plan, 2 Samuel 14, 20, your servant Joab did this to change the present situation. My Lord has wisdom like that of an angel of God. He knows everything that happens in this land. So right there, 2 Samuel 14, 20, it demonstrates that angels do know what goes on here on earth, just like God knows. How many angels exist? This comes up often, right? That's a question I think most people, hey, how many angels actually exist? So Psalm 68, 17 tells us, the chariots of God are tens of, of thousands and thousands and thousands. So maybe that answers your question. Can't give an exact number, but tens of thousands and thousands of thousands is the answer. Do we have angels assigned to us? Psalms 91.11 tells us, for he, of course, which is God, will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. And you know what? He's done that. I just referenced the plane crash that we were involved in. And we know that God sent his angels, commanded his angels over us to guard us. But there's so many other opportunities and times that we don't even know about, right? We don't even know why that car won't start in the morning to go to work. Or we have a flat tire. There's incon- these crazy, weird inconveniences. They're like, why now, right? That could be God allowing something like that to happen. God could be holding you back. Because you might have been involved in a major crash or a major accident or something that would have been life-changing. God has so much mercy for us. He loves us so much. So even those, those situations can be irritating and frustrating. Just know that God is in that. God is in everything, right? He directs our path. And we have to know that when we're following Christ, he allows things to happen. And it's definitely to our benefit, even though it's really frustrating at that moment, right? In closing, be edified today. We have a God that loves us so much. He protects us while we come and go and sleep. Psalms 121.6. I love this. This is a living Bible. He protects you day and night. He keeps you from all evil and preserves your life. He keeps his eye upon you as you come and go and always guard you. He has also assigned angels to protect us. What an amazing God we serve. Until next time, God bless you and thank you for joining us for another edition of The Abundant Life. We never want an end to program without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your soul. He loves you so very much. His love is more than you and I can even comprehend. It doesn't matter what you have done or where you have been. He just loves. Whether you're gay or straight, if you're bi or trans or other, call upon the Lord today to make him your King and Savior. 
please just repeat this very simple prayer after me. Jesus, I know I am a sinner. Please forgive me of my sins, the ones I know and those I don't know. Please come live inside me, dwell within me, and possess me with your love. Make me a new creation in you. I love you, Lord. Thank you for being my Savior. We believe if you prayed that simple but honest God-felt prayer, you are now born again and part of God's kingdom and his loving family. He really does love you. And we would like to know about your decision to follow Christ today. Would you please send us a quick email letting us know this? Go to Ministries at gmail.com. Once again, welcome to God's family. Did you know there's nothing you can do to make God love you more or less? It's true. Titus 3.5 says, Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us by the washing of our regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. So just think about that. Just ponder that for a few minutes. There's nothing that you can do to make God love you more or love you less. He just loves. Thank you again for listening to and supporting this ministry. Until we do it again, God bless you. Thank you for listening to the broadcast today. We would love to get today's message into your hands. These teachings will bless and enhance your walk with Christ. To order ministry materials or to connect with us by email, go to Ministries at gmail.com. Please remember, God loves you and don't let anyone tell you different. Until next time, live your abundant life in Christ. The Abundant Life Broadcast is a Daniel J. Pitts Ministries presentation and is brought to you by our ministry partners, prayer partners, and friends who financially support our ministry efforts. Copyright 2019, all rights reserved.